room. Hello, everyone. G'day. More star jumps <laughs> for Movember. How are we doing? Hello, Gamard, Charlie Hello, Golf, oh. Doormat. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh, oh my God. How are you feeling? A bit puffed. More than, <laughs> more than I probably should be. But uh, considering I play hockey in winter, but in fairness, yeah. it's been like two months since hockey finished and I have done zero exercise. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's, it's better than no exercise, what mm. you just did, so... What's the um, total we're sitting on for November at the moment, Jim? I think it's uh, $275 now. So we're, we're cruising along there. Um, get, we're get, getting there. So we just need a, a – we need a bit more, though, because we, we've got to get to $500 to get our Goa gaming stream. So we're getting all the Goa – we're getting as many of the Goa staff together as we can That'd to do really a gaming good. stream, and I'm already puffed and running out of breath. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had the anonymous uh, donation in between in between streams, didn't we? We did. $50 anonymous donation. Thank you to whoever did that. Go Team Go. Yep. Very nice. Thank Thanks you so mysterious much. mysterious person. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Um, but, yes, hello, everybody. Hello. You might have noticed we got some, someone a little bit different. Yeah, I'm not Pete. Uh, <laughs> no, we can tell because you haven't got your feet in the air. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> week's thumbnail was really interesting. <laughs> bit, rowdy, bit rowdy, was it? Well, he because um, when we started, we, we had some of the, the exercise rewards. Oh, so course, we did of course, We yes. did three sets each, which c- covered it. And um, Pete chose to do crunches, but rather than just sort of sitting down on the floor doing crunches, he put his feet on where the his chair. head should oh, okay. be in the chair and just like... Right, so he provide, at least provided a visual as, oh, to, what right. yeah. as to what he was doing. Exactly. So I guess it's not exactly. the worst thing. Mm-hmm. You could be really sneaky and do the crunches on the floor and no one would know because you couldn't see it. So at least he like committed to it Oh damn! Why, why didn't I think of that? I could yeah, have done I did, but uh, I was like, you know what, that's a little bit mean. I'm going to do cheeky. it for November. No, that's it. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, so for our rewards, if we get to $500, then we're going to do the Goa Staff gaming stream. So we're going to all get together and, and play have a bit of fun. Not quite sure what the game is yet, but I know Fall Guys was uh, was was up there for a while. That's a good contender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, if we get to seven hundred and fifty dollars, we're going to do a Goa gaming song. So I don't know um, if some of you remember because it's been a long time since we've done it. Because Pete and Dan, back when they used to do the podcast, a game on song. Yeah, a game on song. Like yeah. mm. so, they they would take a a um, they basically parody it. Uh, parody mm. uh, uh, song and like change the lyrics so that they were all gaming. Um, wait, I'm trying to think. It must be the last one must have been done in quarantine, which is two years ago. Because I think <laughs> they wrote one live live on a show and it was um, it was to the tune of How Bizarre. I remember that. Oh yes, I know that tune. Mm. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so that's if we get to seven hundred and fifty dollars, and if we get to a thousand dollars, we've got a super secret ultra mystery reward there. I wonder what it could be. I don't know. I don't know. It's so mysterious, I don't know. No, yeah, see, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is either. So we'll have to find out together. That's it, well we, if we get to $1,000. That's it. We've got to get to $1,000 first yes. to uh, find out what's going on there. So, um, but that's our November. Of course, we got our bloody good games of the week. Sure. Let's, uh, let's yes. have a bit of a chat about that. Thank you, Aussie Broadband, for for providing the internet at our studio here. So we're. Um, I'm going to be first up. I'm going to talk about a game I've been playing, Mini Motorway. So... I saw this because, well, I got onto this because um, Natty is doing a review of this and we've been talking a little bit about it. And it's out now. Um, and then I saw it pop up on my uh, YouTube feed. I was watching it for a bit and I went, this is a game I could really get into. It's just the cars drive, you connect them up, of the, you know, the, the same coloured houses drive to the same coloured buildings. They do something there and then they go back. But as it gets bigger and bigger, more houses spawn, more businesses spawn, so it gets more congested. So you've got to try and manage the routes. Um, you get things like traffic lights, you get motorways, you get bridges, um, and just to try and manage the traffic. And it starts off really nice and calmly. It's really just a chill game. Things happen nice and slowly. And you can sit there and do something else, because I've been and playing this while I've been at home, just doing doing other things and just going, oh, yeah, we'll do this now. And then it just sort of gets to a point where it's not so chill anymore. Um, so if you're watching on twitch.tv slash GameOnOz at the moment, you can see that there's a couple of houses that are getting quite a few of those little dots on it because that, that's how many jobs there are to pick up. If there gets too many there, it starts a countdown clock. And eventually... 
it'll just go, oh, it took too long to get to this, and that's when the game ends, or when the round ends. Um, but you can try and like do things to like you can use a motorway to get cars quicker to where they need to be. Um, and I'm guessing you're limited in, in terms of resources. Like yes. you can't just put any kind of like overpasses or anything through there, like just willy nilly. Like you yeah, have, that, you've got that it. limitation to so, it. So um, you have a certain number of road tiles that you start with, and certain um, certain levels you might start with a bridge, or you might start with a couple of traffic lights and things like that. And then at the end of every week, you get a choice to um, it, a choice in what other resources you get. So you might get a motorway and 10 road tiles, or you might get a couple of traffic lights and 20 road tiles. Oh, wait, so, so you're limited in road tiles, like the basic road tiles yeah. as well? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, so this is a bit harder than I was thinking it would yeah. be. I'm literally staring at this like it's, you know, those like Coco Melon Kids videos where you put on the videos and the, the shape's going everywhere and they get distracted. <laughs> like I'm literally watching it right now and I'm like in, a, in, a, in a daze. We're all iPad kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's literally what's happening to me. But then like you can see it's starting to get like a little congested. Yeah, it's starting to look a little bit, little bit stressful. What are you playing on? Sorry, I'm playing it on Steam at the moment. Okay, um, cool. I forget what platforms it's on, but some people might think this game looks familiar, and that's because the devs had released a mobile game before that called um, Mini. Oh, what was it? I've lost it now. Mini Metro. Mini Metro. Yeah. yeah. So yep. it's it, and that's all about managing a, a subway. Mm. Um, and it's a similar sort of concept here, except with cars instead. And it's just, uh, it, it, it's, it's like I said, it's relaxing until the moment it's not. Um, and the levels are kind of endless. Like, it, go, the, it goes for as long as you can keep the game going for, pretty much. And with um, I know it's not related to the to the to the gameplay specifically, but what's what's the soundtrack like? Very very sort of lo-fi okay, chill. Cool. Like yep. there's not not um, there's not a lot of noise in there, but it's just sort of almost humming type type right. music. Like it's just it's not a lot of different notes put in there. Yeah. Um, yeah so I'm not going to start sweating thinking it's like nighttime like. Going home from work, traffic no. and stuff, when it starts getting congested, and no, like no, <laughs> it's um, really chill. With Intel V Pro, IT has hardware-based security uh, to help shut down PC attacks. Um, like I'm on a spacewalk. But yeah, no, it's 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 not going to. Um, yeah, it, it, it's pretty chill, and and even when it does start to get congested, the the music doesn't change. There'll be like little clicks that'll say, oh, like a, t a clock ticking to say, oh, you better watch this one because it's starting to get. You know, this building's got a little bit, bit too many jobs for it, um, and yeah, uh, it's just it's just nice and chill. Like I said, it's, uh, seems um, somewhat therapeutic. Like if you've got a handle on it, but I feel like it's one of those things that might catch you out if you're feeling a bit too complacent. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's and kind I'm, of sorry. You go. I must admit, like when when I was starting to play it, I think the first first level I played in it because you the game measures it in jobs done kind of thing so each of the little markers are jobs done and i think i got up to 800 in in the first one that i did mm. um and there's achievements for getting over a thousand in each of the levels so um and since since that first level i've pretty much hit that um that thousand mark in each right. of the levels so it's you, you can start to to spot where the problems are going to be um right. and that that icon up at the top right so that's that's the stops, number of stops. That, that's that's the number of, of deliveries, for lack yeah, of cool, a better word. Cool. That yeah, 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 yeah. Done. yeah. Yep. Um, and there's there's also the timer there. So at the end of every week, that's when you get the choice of more resources. Um, you can also make it go fast or you can pause it. Um, cool. Yeah. One, one little thing I did like, this game has a dark mode. I do like games with dark modes. And a little feature that I saw that was just really cool was that in dark mode all the cars put headlights on <laughs> nice yeah. nice little touch yeah but um but yeah this is my bloody good game of the week it's just nice and chill mini motorways cool love it we've got a bit of variety i think between all the <laughs> bloody good games of the week this yeah, week a as well a little bit different love to see it um my bloody good game of the week is one that we've spoken about a number of times over this year um in the lead up to the release and after release but Neither myself or Jim had actually had the chance to buy it yet. And now I can finally say that I have and I understand what all the hype is about now. Um, so my bloody good game of the week is Cult of the Lamb, um, which uh, I'll reiterate again because it's an amazing, massive monster. I'm um, Devolver Digital. They've created something 
so so fun really rewarding cute art style um the base building aspect to it i wasn't sure if i was going to enjoy but I, I really like so you guys know that i love similar games in the realm of this, like hades and things like that um and i was like oh, what's base building going to be like after i do these battles um and they're really endearing as you build up your cult like all your little characters and stuff that you take into your cult uh, are quite funny and end up having their own little quest for you to do while you're not in combat or while you go out to your next adventure they might ask you to do something that you get rewarded for um like one of them i think one of the first ones i remember was like they wanted me to make another follower eat a bowl of poop or something like <laughs> yeah. that like and they i was do, like do that a fair amount yeah i was yeah. like yeah okay then this would be funny but then obviously that would make that follower sick and i want to try and keep my cult together um one thing i don't think we touched on too much because obviously we hadn't had experience with it just at the time um was because i played this one on stream and i turned on the twitch integration uh which is only available obviously if you get the game through steam and uh, it worked really really well like it, it was great because what happens is when you bring in a new person to your cult uh people who are watching in the chat can enter i guess a raffle because it comes through as an extension um and they can basically be named your new follower and then while they're in your cult their name will be above that character um and then while you're playing as well you can use your channel points to add to like a special twitch kind of collection uh, channel point collection like towards your totem um that allow you to uh, obtain different things um and even while you're in combat as well there'll be like a pop-up that will say twitch chat is deciding your fate and it's either going to be something good or bad depending on what they decide on so like for example i was in combat in one of the rooms and the whole twitch chat just rained bombs down as well as having all the creatures to deal with which was like really stressful um or i would go into the next room with like 30 seconds of invisibility so like the integration there worked really really well i was really impressed um and there was that whole level of um i guess stress because everyone's names were on like part of my cult so i would try to keep them all alive Don't so, kill me. yeah i know you were you were in there last week and i can't remember live or not um but then like also the twitch chat was able to like resurrect some of the characters uh or the cult members that died mm. um but yeah the base building works really well because once you start building up your cult and you assign them to do different tasks like craft materials to help you build better buildings that allow you to uh gain more like loyalty points and things like that um it just it just seems to mesh really well together and i've become just as invested into doing the base building part as I do in the combat because I saw initially kind of going into it, I was like, oh, how much can I get away without having to rely on the base building? Uh, and I ended up spending just as much time, if not more, than actually doing the combat stuff once I realised how beneficial it was to the actual overall gameplay and stuff like that. So, yeah, really enjoying it. I see what the hype is all about now and I kind of wish I got into it even sooner. Uh, but I do have to mention, we're on a hype train at the moment. Thank you so much, guys. Um, Ariane, thank you for the gift of sub to CN Resonance and 100 bits from Gamma as well. And there was, he gifted another sub to Menthonzo earlier and Drop nice. Bear. And Drop Bear's got some bits. Well. Yeah, oh. thank you so much, guys. Look at um, all these, ran these lovely, awesome people. I was about to say random people. <laughs> no, they, they, these are some amazing people that have been around guys for ages now. And so glad to, to see you around and so grateful for, for you gifting the subs and something to us. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll just add to that as well. Like I, you know, I've been doing a podcast with you guys for most of this year now and it's will be coming up to a year really soon. And it's just been really, really nice to see like this like the familiar names and faces and stuff pop in through every week. It's uh, it's super rewarding and great to like get to chat with those people and stay in touch every week too. So um, yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out, guys. But yeah, I again, uh, sorry, Cold of the Lamb, definitely my bloody good game of the week. Um, and I literally, in every spare moment, I can um, now that we actually just got a gaming laptop recently that both me and my partner are sharing. Um, I'm like playing it in bed now too, not just them to, to playing it in the studio. Whoa. It's dangerous. It, it was probably one of the best worst decisions we've ever made because now I'm glued to it everywhere. Best, best slash worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah really so, good. So I was going to ask if because. When I was in chat, yeah. um, watching the play this. Mm. But chat were being nice. They were giving you, like, hearts. and good, weren't they? They yeah. were. And I was going to ask if you copped any uh, any bad stuff in there. But you said raining bombs. Is there anything else that um, it's done to you? I'm trying to remember. Um, the, the bomb one I remember especially. For the most part, people were nice. I wonder if... 
hope you feel as good as Yeah, you would hope so, but then I also like to just cause a bit of chaos at the same time and love to see me fail, which is fine. I've accepted that now. Um, I, I think at one point there was a few of the cult members that got sick. So then I was having to look after three different sick cult members and make sure they didn't die. I feel like that might have been one of the things there as well. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, I was just really impressed with how well the Twitch integration works because there's some games that I've played that, you know, will say they have Twitch integration and it can be an absolute nightmare to try and set up. But this was really, really easy. So if anyone streams and is thinking of getting Cult the Land, definitely get it for Steam because I think you'll really enjoy that extra level of enjoyment and it gives you to have your followers uh, partake of it. Uh, followers in the stream and followers in the cult, so there you go. I got, I got a little something to add if I yeah, yeah. regarding yeah. this. Uh, so you, you just said obviously it's it's really best played on PC. Um, I played it on PS5. Yeah. So obviously I lacked the, uh, the Twitch integration, which again, I haven't streamed for months, so honestly for me it was okay. Yeah. Um, as a game though, like what you said is exactly true. It's, it's a very, very enjoyable game. Obviously, the combat sort of stuff that you're seeing here is um, very much reminiscent to, to me of you know, games like Fighting of Isaacs and Gonzo and Chat. Oh, uh, yes. very, very similar sort of dungeon crawling type vibe. Um, and yeah, I honestly, similar to you, didn't really believe that I was going to enjoy the base, you know, the micromanagement of the base building as much yeah. as I did. Um, I don't know how far uh, how far are you into um, it? Yeah, so I've actually defeated three of okay. the four bosses so far. So, like, I want to say a decent way through yeah, no. in case there's anything else. You know, you are you are decently far. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, like, I've, I've finished the game, um, yeah. and I've still got a couple of things to chase up in terms of, you know, like, items and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty crazy in terms of the, the base building, how much stuff there actually is there to use and to yeah. do. Because, well, I mean, kind of say we didn't imagine we'd get into it as much as we could. Like, because I immediately, I don't know about you, but I felt a little bit overwhelmed. So it wasn't just like the sermons, but there was also the rituals and yep. then um, having yeah, to. The doctrines, I think, as well. Oh, where doctrines. you select particular things that yes. you can only pick one of. And yeah, stuff like that as well. yeah. And it's just even like just the like, keeping up with the materials and things like that as well, like crafting them and keeping everyone alive initially I was like oh this sounds like it's going to be such a chore but it, it really wasn't and I yeah. think some of the short like little animations they have for the rituals and stuff they're quite entertaining and yeah. they're quite funny like when you sacrifice someone they're you literally like grabbed by text you get married to more than one person yeah, as and then, well and then the people that you married like get prior get jealous yeah yeah, so yeah. it's, it's good weird. it's good they really like I think that that kind of marriage like that juxtaposition between like the art style but also like the really evil devilish kind of stuff you can get up to um, is really entertaining, but um, yeah, no, I think I, I think it's I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, wish I had gotten onto this sooner. Like I knew it was going to be a good game, and I knew everyone was raving about it. Um, and now playing it, I was like, uh, I, I don't know if I I don't think I said it yet, but we are getting physical copies in Australia now. Yep. Um, and I've ordered the deluxe edition, so I'm going to have a nice physical copy, um, which I think comes with an art book and stuff like that too. So, Fancy. Uh, it's yeah, a nice, nice looking copy as well. It is really, yeah, yeah, I know that kind of sold it on me too. I'm a bit of a sucker for physical copies, and I know that was a whole conversation I think we had last week on our podcast was like digital first. But um, if it means I get to support, a, uh, support Massive Monster and stuff um, even more, then I'm all for it because it's like an absolute gem. 100%. Yeah. All right, well, that's Stormy's bloody good game of the week, Cult of the Lamb. Absolutely love it. Now, this one, this is huge, this one, I think, Grumpy. And I'll, I'll, I'll just let you talk. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll just let you take the floor yeah. here. Yeah, so obviously, um, you know, despite playing various other things throughout, you know, review season, so, you know, your Modern Warfare 2 is um, most recently, you know, Sonic um, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, my, my, you know, bloody good game of the week is um, it's God of War Ragnarok. Um, you know, I'm sure anyone that's seen reviews or review scores, you know, floating around the, the, uh, the interwebs over the last few days would know that um, this game is, you know, getting a lot of critical praise. Um, I think a lot of people's fear initially was that, you know, a game of this sort of, um, you know, high. Well, the 2018 game was of such a high standing that, you know, a lot of people were kind of thinking, you know, similar to, similarly to, I guess, the critical reception of something like The Last of Us Part 2, whether or not they could follow up with something as impactful. And, you know, I, I 100% believe that they have. Um, both, you know, gameplay-wise and um, story-wise. Um, you know, I think uh, Royce Zulu, who, um, you know, also had the game early as well, um, wrote his review for the Australian um, that you can go have a look at as well. He was also, you know, very much glowing with the experience. Um, and again, you know, like, it's a hard thing to talk about right now because it's it's only just come out today and... Um, 
you know, you don't want to go too deeply into spoilers or anything like this. So obviously the gameplay you're seeing now is within the first hour, so you know, we're trying our hardest to at least show you what the game looks like without, you know, spoiling too much. What is it like? Oh, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm with a firm, firm belief that anything in the first hour of a game can't be called a spoiler. Yeah. Because just like, as soon, as soon as you get into a game, that first hour is just setting up everything. So that's... That's basically the core story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. yeah, exactly. And I mean, like the, the like from the experience of writing the review, which again you can you can see on, on Game of Oz's website, is um, you know it was a very difficult review to write because you know you don't want to there's, there's spoilers in every sort of sense, and you don't want to you know you want to be able to tell people what you think of the game without you know kind of selling the you know realization of particular things. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you what it was like to obviously write it and talk about it in a way that didn't give away spoilers, so I don't think I envy you on that part, especially because this game is so, well, has been highly anticipated and stuff, and everyone's just been hanging out for obviously its release day today. Like, yeah, how, like yeah, I guess, like kind of talks through that process. It was it just a case of, um, like I, I feel like I'm being caught out saying, oh yeah, what I really loved about this was this, but then I can't go into All it too right. much. Really yeah, like, how did you go about writing it? I think it's hard. It's it, it's off, it's often hard to write reviews for games where the story is, you know, like God of War gameplay-wise, 2018, still, you know, gameplay was still very enjoyable, but the story arguably was what drew people in the most. Um, and yeah, I guess it's it's very much the same here. Like there have been additions made to combat that you know kind of make it a little bit less, um, you know. Yes. In the, in the 2018 game, in, in moments, you know, how you kind of realise that it's kind of just a hack and slash. You're kind of just smashing the same button again and again. Yeah. Um, and there are things, you know, in this game that kind of, you know, help in minimising that. So, you know, there's a bit more, there's, you know, particular ability that, you know, gives you a little bit more verticality. So you're kind of freer to move around the area a bit. Um, again, I don't want to spoil too much, so I'm probably not going to say too much more. The stuff of the combat just feels like it has a bit more purpose behind it. Yeah, than yeah, exa exactly. There's a little bit more going on, um, and they've kind of, um, you know, taken the criticism of 2018 that there was, was that there wasn't much in the way of enemy variety. So what they've done is, you know, they, there was a video that they uploaded a couple couple days ago, I think, you know, talking with the actual, like, I think character designers and combat designers and stuff, yeah. kind of saying that, you know, we heard that, you know, you were fighting draugers, which are like the zombie-type-looking rock demon things, um, you know, all the time in 2018. So, yeah. you know, they've tried their hardest to, you know, create characters that are, you know, in... There's nine realms, so, you know, there's different characters and enemies to fight with. So, you know, doing that just kind of makes things feel a little bit less repetitive. Yeah. Um, which obviously aids the combat. Um, and then, yeah, the story, you know, again, that's, it's not something I really wanted to go too deeply into because I yeah. want people to experience this for themselves. Um, and obviously, if you've played 2018, um, you're going to get a very similar type vibe from this game. Well, I'd love to ask you as well, as and you all can come from here, but I haven't had the opportunity to play the 2018 one yet, but I hear nothing but good things about that first one. Do you recommend to someone who's obviously played both to definitely play number one before two, or do you think if someone's impatient, could they still enjoy two just as well? What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I think, I think there's definitely enjoyment to derive from just playing the second one um, I feel like in saying that though you're kind of doing yourself a disservice in doing that because it essentially just kicks off straight off from you know the the ending sort of you know post credit scene of, of the original yeah, game okay. right so you know like not straight away but you know it's it, it leads in very perfectly to that yeah um, so yeah I'd say you know, anyone that I've been, set, you know, have been looking at this review and go, oh, it's awesome, you know, I really need to play the first one or should I play the first one? The answer is yes. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more enjoyment out of the story that way. And um, I imagine because you say it's so character and story focused as well, you going straight into two, you would lose that kind of build in the correct. relationships correct. and character building and stuff as well. Yeah, you kind of need that. Um, well, shout out to Taco Bell, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you kind of, you kind of, you deserve to have that idea of the characters' relationships and, you know, how they went in the prior game and, you know, maybe there's, like, you know, hardships or whatever that they might be going through or anything like that. You know, it's it's definitely a benefit to know that before going in. Yeah. And, like, if you, you know, if for whatever reason you don't want to play the prior game, at least watch the narrative cuts. Yeah. Um, I also really respect you're not spoiling anything for me here. <laughs> I feel like anyone else would be mean and be like, you know what, Bianca, you've had your time. It's been... 
How many years? Is that, uh, uh, four, only four years, four which years. again is pretty years. impressive. Pretty that, good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's only been four and a half. I think it came out in April, I think in 2018. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. So yeah, four years, four and a half years is, you know, not a huge amount of time to release a game like this. And again, like the, it is very much similar. Like there would be elements, you know, carried across that would have been slightly more refined. So, you know, it's not like it's an entirely new thing in a sense um, in terms of, like, all the mechanics. Um, but, yeah, it's still pretty impressive what they've managed to do. Well, especially considering that 2018 God of War was just such a reimagining of, of the franchise. You know, and it, it, from what I've heard, because I haven't played either one, I don't PlayStation to be able to do it, but they... Um, and yes, I know I can get it on PC now, but I'm not paying $25 for it. Thank you very much. Um... But yeah, like it, it's. Where am I going with that? Oh yeah, sorry. Continue because from what I understand, it did continue the story of the old PS2 era God of War. Yes. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, honestly, with what we're seeing at the moment, we might want to go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Just, just, to, just to be extra safe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a carry on um, from the. T- it's it's more of a reimagining. So obviously, Kratos, uh, the God of War, is. Is, um, he's had a sniggers. He's not so angry anymore. He's, he's not as angry anymore, um, which is which is nice because they essentially made a character that no one really gave a shit about mm. into an endearing character. Mm. And again, he's not he's not the nicest guy on the earth. Like you, if you've played twenty eighteen, you know he's still a very angry well, and you know to himself type person. But in in a way, they've anywhere. somehow managed to make a character you that you know not many people would have strong. really cared about prior into a character that you know you really root for and you want to succeed. Um, but yeah, like obviously, he's um, you know from the Greek mythos. Um, you know this, these reimagining from 2018 take place in North, Norse mythology. So you've got like you know your Odins and your Thors and stuff like that as well. Um, and yeah, like they moved it from you know the sort of fixed camera hack and slash type thing to you know your traditional sort of third person behind the shoulder. Um, and yeah, like it's it's wicked. You know uh, the 2018 game for me was my game of the year that year. And yeah, I don't right. see anything really moving this from my game of the year this year. Wow. Which, again, is very impressive that, you know, a studio has made, for me, two game of the year conte- uh, game, well, two game of the year titles, essentially, in within four years. Mm. Mm. And, and you know, like I was saying, like, it, it was the 2018 version was a reimagining. And Correct, they yeah. probably would have felt that they had a hit on their hands later, later in development but didn't know until it got out there. So, like, a lot a lot of games like, say, Legend of Zelda, for instance, almost mm. as soon as the the last Zelda's released, they're working on the development of the next Zelda game because they know they're going to sell Zeldas. It's going to happen. Um, but when, you, when you're reimagining a series like this, the, it's there's a bit more risk to it. So being able to get a game designed and developed in, in four years is a massive effort. Yeah, exactly. This looks gorgeous Kratos? as well. Sorry, just going between like the the light and dark and stuff, just saying all the details in it because you played under five, I imagine. Uh yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. and it is available on the PS4, and I have seen videos of it on PS4. And again, it's it still runs, you know, surprisingly well for a game that is you know on a PS5 as well. Mm. You know, um, and I guess like if you if you don't have a PS5 and you really want to play it now, you're not gonna. You know, you're obviously going to miss out on the high frame rate and the graphical yeah. type stuff and that. But if it's something that you, you know, you're not going to buy a PS5 for a couple of years and you want to play it on PS4, or if, or if you have a PS4 Pro, which again will give you a little bit more of a graphical advantage, yeah, um, or at least frame rate potentially. Um, you know, I don't see an issue in getting it on there either. I mean, I guess this would be a really good time for people to. I mean, this is a good time for people to get a five with this game being out. Correct. So I, I feel yeah. like I, I feel like I might have said this before, but. Um, I was one of those people that when it did the console to get announced, I was like, I really want this as soon as possible. But in hindsight, a lot of the games that I did want to pick up, like Horizon, and, you know, I'd like to think God of War I would have played by now. But, you know, I maybe would have waited. And, like, this year for PS5 games, I feel like it's, like, things are, big AAA, obviously, titles are starting to finally come through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I guess the good thing as well is that I, you know, I don't, I don't work in the retail space anymore, so I don't know what PS fives are like currently. Back when I worked in mm. in retail, they were, you know, it was a joke when people asked you for one because you didn't have them. Yeah, um, but yeah. I, I am of the belief now that they are kind of starting to become available. I think so. A little bit better. You, you, do, you do see places like EB Games Probably putting out like notices to you can pre-order a PS five again. 
a lot more frequent than yeah. they used to. Yeah, but yeah. I guess there's still the catches, and I don't know what like uh, other retailers. Only because like I follow EB on like Facebook and stuff. I only see them announce it for like online orders. But yeah. Like, in, but you like it's still. I feel like, and I could be wrong. We're still in a position where going into like your usual brick and mortar store and stuff like that can't just get one off the shelf still which is a bit tricky like i feel i feel quite bad for people who obviously still want one haven't been able to get their hands on one yet um but i mean i guess with this game and christmas and stuff coming around in an ideal world where everyone had ps5s to sell this would be the one bringing people in correct yeah 100 percent. gonna make me pick that one up um i'm curious like i know we're still on the god of war stuff but (laughs) because i haven't seen any pre-order stuff come up for the series x or the series s Mm. um and and I don't know whether that's because their um, their supply issues have been sorted out, or if there's just not the demand for them that there is for oh, the PlayStation. Sorry, 5. do you mean as in the editions for the consoles? Yeah, the mean? consoles. Because I'm under the impression that the God of War consoles was just a standard PS5. Oh, with no, the no, game. no, no, no. I, I just mean supply-wise. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. So like the, yeah. the new Xboxes versus the new PS5. Oh, sorry. I'm, no, I see what you're saying. I now. Constant, I, well, not constantly, but I see pre-orders for PS5s oh. come up, but I don't see pre-orders for Series Xs come up. And no, I don't know. That's a good question. Like I, I don't know whether. I mean, I don't. I don't stay too up to date with it. But unless Series X is. I don't know. I just hear more people talk about the PS5, and I know. Yeah. Jim, like you and I are going to be a bit biased because we're more so Xbox people, and I only go to my PS5 for the exclusives mainly. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I constantly hear about. PS5s on like all Where's the gaming the groups and stuff that I'm on, but not enough about Series X. So I don't yeah, know if I could be wrong, and I'm under the impression the that they might be Spend slightly easier to get. Easier used very fire. loosely there, yeah. by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, still a very tricky situation two years on to still be in, I think, with these new generation consoles for sure. Either Correct, way. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, well, those are our bloody good games of the week. Thanks to Aussie Broadband. Some cracker titles and a good, good. Uh, Good variety, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. think so. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of difference between Mini Motorways and God of War Ragnarok. And, and, and uh, Cold of the Lamb. <laughs> <Cold of the laughs> Lamb as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, that's what's good about the bloody good game of the week. We get this nice cross-section of, of games there that, that we can say we're just enjoying. So how, how boring would it be if we were all playing the same game this week? Yeah. Oh, I mean, Super. it probably wouldn't be boring if we were all playing God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying we'd be boring <laughs> to play that. You know what I mean. No, Just no, the no, variety, no, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ Drifter, thank you so much for that sub, my friend. You legend. Thank you so much for that. Um, so we're going to move on now to Stormy's lightning recap. So yes. what have you got for us this week, Stormy? Well, it's actually literally going to be a lightning recap because there's not too much on. Um, in terms of like the out-down upcoming stuff, in terms of, uh, I guess... I kind of only focus on the main titles and I just want to stress as well. These are dates that I imagine would go up digitally. So just be wary if you've got this ordered at a physical retail store, the release dates may vary. I've been meaning to say that last couple of weeks. But I remember now. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Sometimes the physical release takes a little bit longer. Um, so obviously today, the big one, God of War Ragnarok, obviously. Um, next Tuesday is Pentiment. Um, there are more things, uh, well, more games coming out, I should say, towards the end of next week, but we're going to save it for the podcast next week because there's uh, quite a few things especially next Friday if anyone knows what I'm alluding to there's uh, a certain Nintendo title that comes out every single year that I think ev- I think people are looking forward to as I think very sarcastically I know you are um, <laughs> but in terms of the latest Go articles um, and reviews that have gone up um, in the last week or so um, obviously you can go check out Dylan's God of War Ragnarok review which is Def- available on the website definitely give that a read it's a bloody good review and like it's it's so hard to write a review like that and give the 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 overview of the game without spoiling, spoiling anything. So I, you've much. done a bloody good job there, Dylan. Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, please have a look. Yeah, <laughs> go check it out and then tell Dylan how good it was because that's what I did. I was like, this is really at, good. Add him on Twitter. He likes yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your, <laughs> what's, your uh, what's your Twitter handle? At Grumpy Goron. There you go. On Twitter. Uh, so, uh, aside from the God of uh, God of War Ragnarok review, uh, we also have Raven's uh, Dragon Ball: The Breakers and Persona Five Royal. Um, I believe the Persona Five Royal was more of an emphasis writing on the PC release of Persona Five Royal as well. Uh, so definitely worth a look at there. Uh, I, b- I believe it was. A, is it worth buying again? Because yes. it's come out on a few different platforms. Yeah, no, because I I even had to think about it. I was like, I swear to God, this has come out already. And then I read the article again, and I was like, Oh yes, we were talking about the PC one. Yeah, because um, I believe uh, Royce did the original Persona 5 uh, Royal Review. 
Um, so you check both of them out. Um, and then we also have Mikey's review for The Chant, which I'm really intrigued by. So if you like your horror, um, they uh, like he said, it's basically a horror surprise of the year. Um, and we're going to be blessed with another horror game next Friday as well, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out The Chant. I think this one, um, in my opinion, I don't know if you guys seen any bits of it, um, but when I heard that Mikey was reviewing this, he actually said to me, he was like, oh, Stormy, I think you really like this one. And I checked out the trailer and it, looks awesome like some of the creatures and the monsters in it look awesome uh, very uh very scary vibes so if you like your horror go check that one out uh we also have royce's um mophie four port usb charger review as well um and our latest uh review slash update uh is the halo infinite winter update by doom cutie that one go. that one i'm looking forward to because this is the update that they're bringing forge into it Oh. Right. Yeah. And that game needs help. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just and, saying. And they're finally releasing the, the co-op campaign. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. That's important. Yeah. A, yes. a year after the game's been yeah, out. Because yeah. that's what everybody's coming Has back to. Has it really Halo been for. a year? Yeah, November last year it came out. Yeah. That's probably the last time I played it as well. Yes. Yeah, I, I went really hard on the first season in it and like got to rank 100 in the Battle Pass. Oh, and nice. And then I thought, oh, I was really enjoying it. And then I like bought the Battle Pass for the... Um, for the, the second season and played like three times and I just went, oh, I'm it. cool now. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm moving on. But um, but yeah, look, I'm, I I still like, like as a game, I still like, I like the multiplayer and I know it's got its issues and I know particularly if you're playing late at night here in Perth, like starting to get to nine ten o'clock, you start losing the Eastern States people because they're oh. all going to bed <laughs> and you're matching with people in, in the uh, US and you're getting like two, three hundred millisecond ping, which, you know, oh, yeah. I, 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 hand, I handle that playing my MMOs because it's a button click and I'm yeah. Yeah, it's an MMO. But 300 milliseconds in a shooter, that's death. Yeah, not fun. Yeah, no. um, mm. I was going to say as well, uh, obviously don't forget if you want to read any of those articles and some more, uh, check out GameOnOz.com uh, where you can also check out all our latest episodes of this weekly show podcast and also Nuts and Bolts, which I'm really looking forward to listening to oh. tomorrow, Jim, because you and I, we, I, I was going to mention this earlier, you and I actually went um, to Varsity in Northbridge to watch the League of Legends uh, World Finals. Mm. And wasn't oh that God. so oh, good? It was so good. Like, I know you're going to talk about it more about I it tomorrow know, like with Natty. Nat- yeah, Natty and I, we did the pre-record for it this morning. And oh, um, cool. we we got stuck right into it. It's it just, ah, oh, a, a best of five series that actually goes best of five. And the yeah. fact that the last game was like, um, all right. It was like neck D- and neck. Yeah, DRX yeah. won. So, like, they've slayed the dragon, but then T1 have had a base open and they've pushed into their king and from DRX has held off two people Kill like had somebody come back to help him, but they've killed them, and then all of a sudden they've rebound and gone right up the other end. And like they, it, yeah, it was T one had a Nexus turret down, and and all of a sudden they're back up the other end, and they and T one lose because D DRX were just ah. Oh, it was yeah. so intense to watch, and it was the first finals that I've watched um, since, or any of the actual like proper um, uh, games that I've watched personally since I've started playing League. And it was it was really busy. Like it started at seven thirty in the morning for us, obviously because of the time difference. But the vibes of all the other fans watching together in varsity that early in the morning and watching until like it was almost one o'clock in the afternoon to see who would who would win. Uh, it it was so good, and the production value of the show was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not a league. Of Legends fan, um, even, uh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. The, the opening show, like had like Lil Nas X and stuff. Oh it, yeah, I did it, hear about this. Yeah, yeah, um, the the way they like, yeah, again, the production, like the lighting and the effects and stuff they had on stage was really cool. Um, and uh, my partner who does not care less about League of Legends, who came along, also really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, obviously we'll talk about this uh, yep. tomorrow. Uh, but that was, um, yeah, look out for Nuts and Bolts uh, tomorrow. What time do you guys go um, live with your episode? Five o'clock Australian Western Standard Time, Beautiful. so that'll be eight o'clock Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I don't, brain cannot calculate New Zealand time right now. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the A few the extra time hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, make sure you go check that out. I know I'm looking mm. forward to hearing what Natty thought about it too. Yeah. So So good. Um, there is one game that's come out that we didn't quite get to in your, your roundup there, and I'm keen oh no. to talk about because I, I really like the look of it, and I got to play a little bit of it at PAX, and that's oh Sonic yeah. Frontiers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I know 
Grumpy, you've got a review copy currently that you're going through, and yep. I, considering it came out yesterday or today, so I don't, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I feel that we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. But like, I quite liked what I played, and granted, it was only like the first ten minutes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, and I mean, it's it's again like I need to preface this by saying I've only played, you know, potentially three or four hours of the game. Um, I only got the code, I think. Yesterday, to be honest, like the day it came out, I didn't get it early, uh, too early or anything like that. Um, so I haven't been able to play too much, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's as you know, a, a Sonic fan, you know, fr- back, I mean, you know, I'm only 25. The buttons I played when I was a kid were the ones that were on GameCube, which were, you know, um, essentially just rehashes of the Dreamcast games. So, you know, Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. Um, so I've always been, you know, a fan of 3D Sonic ever since uh, those games. And, I mean, it's it's probably one of the best Sonic games in the last decade. But, again, when you say that, it's there's been a lot of trash. Yeah, in this the, the, bar, the bar's not very yeah, high it's, when yeah, it comes it's not, to Sonic. It's not. Sonic Forces. Yeah. Sonic Forces was a pain. Um, what was the Knight. one where they, they gave a, gave him that, that relationship, like romance with that the That was human uh, Sonic characters? 06, uh, which is the worst, you know, <laughs> commonly known as the worst one. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, I think the last high point for me personally was probably... Uh, Sonic Generations, which mm. was um, I got a little Facebook alert from when I bought the collector's edition yesterday. It was eleven, <laughs> which is eleven years ago. Um, so it wasn't even a decade ago. It was a little bit extra. Um, but yeah, that was probably the last high point for me personally. Um, and again, there have been you know the in terms of the three D series, so there have been you know good two um, D rehashes. So Sonic Mania in 2017, for example, was you know a very enjoyable game, but it's not the three D Sonic formula. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's it's the greatest you know one in in the last couple of years or the last decade, basically. But in saying that, it's 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 kind of hovering around, you know, sort of your seven mm. out of t- out of ten type vibe. You know, it's it's got good ideas, and um, you know, there's a there's the foundations there for something that you know, if they got take away from it, you know, and rehash a little bit more, do a couple of things to it, it's 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 got the potential to be great, um, which is exciting because um, you know that I can't remember the last time I played a Sonic game that actually made me feel like I was actually actively in control. Mm. What because, what yeah. um what platform are you playing this on? I'm playing it on the PS5. Because mm. I have heard a couple of things going around because it's coming out on the Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. But yep. when you develop for a game like that, you generally develop one version mm. um, and then port it to the various consoles. So yep. it would probably mean that you would have to develop Sonic Frontiers to the Switch standard. Mm. Ha, does that, has that shown any on the PS5 just yet? Um, not, not really. I think, I think from what I've heard about the Switch game, because, mm. again, I haven't seen it, what I've heard from every reviewer that has the Switch game was basically, like, if you can play it on anything else, do it. Mm. Oh. Because, obviously, you know, yeah. there's going to be some uh, technical issues. And, I mean, playing on the PS5, I'm actually quite surprised, and I think this is common common belief, I think, across most consoles that it's available on, is that um, technically it's not great. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's very it's choppy in moments. Um, you know, there's there's pop in that you know honestly is quite surprising to see in a game on a PS5. Mm. You know, you like walk into a particular area and you know you you see like a you know for example like throughout this island that you take you know you, you play through. Um, there'll be like your traditional Sonic like you know your little bounce pads and stuff like that, yeah. rails and stuff to fly around on and mm. such. And you know you'll see half of it and then you run closer and the rest of it pops in. Mm, and you're like, well, well, why? Like, how is this happening here? Yeah. And um, I mean, when I first started the game, I, you know, I ex- when you play on a PS5, you kind of expect games to run at 60, mm. um, which again is a, a debate, you know, that, that's kind of sprung in the la- sprung up in the last few weeks. I think Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Yeah. I think a Plague Tale was 30 on console oh, okay. as well. You see, I heard nothing about Plague. Yeah, no, Plague I heard. Of, I heard arguably more about Plague Tale. Go- oh, than, really? Than Gotham, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So 30 on consoles locked, um, which again is fine, but like when you've when you've tasted the the glorious uh, glorious drink of sixty <laughs> FPS, you don't really want to go back to thirty too often. Um, and yeah, so there, thankfully there is an option on PS Five to play four K mode, which is obviously in a four K resolution, or sixty FPS mode, mm. which I assume is just scaling yep. the resolution. Um, which again made things look a lot nicer. Um, but even then, like there's still there's still frame drops within that sixty FPS mode, which is quite disappointing yeah um and again the sort of popping stuff is is still present yeah do you is, think yeah. i know this is a discussion that myself and jim had uh a week or two ago i think it was along the time that gotham knights had come out and everyone was talking about 30 and 60 mm. it's th- in general is 30 enough to put you off from playing in a game entirely 
No, no, okay. I don't think so. Yeah, um, I think we said about the same thing, didn't we, Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. Some yeah. people are getting a bit on their high horse. I think at sometimes have been like, "Oh no, this is rubbish. I'm not going to play this. It should be a 60. And I'm like, "Okay." Well. No, no, I think I think like like I said before the show, when a couple of months ago I went back to PS3 for a couple of months and I decided to play Fallout 3 on the oh, PS3, yeah. <laughs> which again, any, if you've ever played on a PS3, any Bethesda game on the PS3 just ran like absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, so I was playing Fallout 3 on it and it looked it looked like crap and it also ran at like one frame a week. Um, <laughs> so yeah. so it, it was, yeah, like I, and I still enjoyed it because like I liked Fallout 3 and I yeah. wanted to play it on the console to, you know, mm. see what it looked like and how it run back then. But um, yeah, like I don't think 30 is a reason to, not play a game. I feel yeah. like if there's an option between 30 and 60 and you're going to give up the graphics a little bit to have the 60. You would do that. I think I do that basically every time. Yeah, yeah, cool. Good to know. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I was just curious. Um, yeah. I must admit, like, it's always been a kind of bugbear in my mind, mainly because I've I've always been a Nintendo person. And mm. for... So for you don't know what 60 FPS is very often? Oh, <laughs> I've got an Xbox Series X, so I know that. But even that, I don't think my, my computer Shots monitors fired. run at uh, 60 FPS. Yeah. But but I've al- always been gameplay over graphics person. Yeah. And yeah. and if the game is still good, then it, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I, I tell this story a lot, but a couple of years ago, I bought a 65-inch TV, which was an upgrade from my... 48 inch TV mm. and that's the first time I've been able to see a difference between standard definition and high definition TV let alone wow. high definition and 4k my eyes mm. just are not that good <laughs> and like to me the difference between 30 FPS and 60 FPS I can't see it I can't see the difference but on, on my little freaking you know 32 inch well it's not it's a bigger than usual monitor but 32 yeah. inch monitor I can't tell the difference between HD and 4K so like it yeah. doesn't it I doesn't mean, worry me it is a thing that yeah not everyone can like not everyone has that analytical eye mm-hmm. and they can like they or they care really to to see it yeah like it's funny that you say that because um I you know was toggling around with the settings the other day in a game That's and up. not for Sonic or something not else. for yeah. Yeah, not for Sonic I can't remember what it was it might have been for Sonic um yesterday or something but um, my girlfriend was sitting there and I was like trying to show her what the difference between 30 and 60 was. She's like, I can't see it. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? It's so much smoother. Um, but yeah, like it's, 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 yeah, it's just a personal preference type mm. thing. And again, like gameplay over graphics, if you're, you know, playing games, it's arguably what, that's arguably the mind sh- mindset mm. that you should have. And again, like gameplay over resolution, gameplay over frame rate, like yeah. all of that stuff is like, you're, it's a game after all, you're there to play it. Yeah. Um, so again, if it's if it's running like garbage, well then it, it might be hard to, to harder to play for that reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it's if you got the option to play a game at thirty and it looks sluggish and you're used to playing it on a computer where you might play at sixty or the or the you know even further elite level of one hundred and forty four or something like that or one twenty, which I think is available in some games on PS Five, for example. <laughs> like cool, but um, you know, play it at thirty if it's if it's the only option available because you know if it's a game like Plague Tale, which again I haven't played personally, but I've heard really it's, good things it's about a good, It's a good game. Like, yeah. don't miss out. Don't not play it because it runs at 30. The, yep. the bigger issue to me, like, getting back to Sonic Frontiers, is the pop-in. Yeah. Because mm. I, I generally don't notice those things, but when I was playing Pokemon Arceus, mm. I noticed it there because, like, you had the flying Pokemon, and out in the distance you could see, like, almost not pixelated, but pixelated movement. You know that... Oh, I'm here. No, I'm down here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you could see that until you got closer. And I guess, cause, no, it's the switch. It's processing power, obviously. There, yeah, that, that couldn't handle it. Like hell, it chugs when with Breath of the Wild's grass. Yeah, yeah, God no, exactly. You get a rainstorm as well in that. Yeah, um, and like I kind of think that that Sonic Frontiers might like because it's on the switch as well. Mm. Like I said, it's been developed in one go and yeah. then ported to each of the systems. So the, the PS5 has caught some from switch programming issues in there. Potentially, too, yeah. you know, potentially, you know, to try and keep everything normalised to a point, you know, mm. everything's kind of had to take a hit. Yeah, and um, the fact that Sonic just moved so fast. Yeah, know. yeah. And you funnily you enough, he doesn't... go fast. Yeah. Another good thing, like I said before, control-wise, is that he doesn't... He arguably doesn't move as fast as he, as he often did before. Mm. Um, so, like, for the last decade, you know, the Sonic formula has been known, you know, coined as the boost formula. Yeah. So, essentially, you go and then you boost at, like, supersonic speed, and that's mm. kind of, like, 
it's visually cool, but you kind of lose all sense of control. Yeah, because you're just like, okay, here he goes. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, you might like be, have the ability to like pull the little grind type move and just like skid to the side yeah. and that. But like you don't really, you don't really do <laughs> much. Not really more doing than that. anything yourself. Um, and like what's cool about this one is that you know you've got your open world type exploration bits, but you've also kind of got your classic Sonic levels. So mm. you like go through portals that are. You know, take yeah. you to other worlds. I've, I've heard they call them more open zones rather open than zone. open, open worlds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, correct. Which yeah. is obviously a sonic thing for zones and <laughs> such. They had to get that in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think the you know the cool bits are you know you've still got access to those you know not a hundred percent boost formula. Like there is still a boost sort of vibe to it, but it's not as fast. You know, at least for where I'm at, I'm at currently. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I don't like though is that you know they have an insistence of you know repeating. Uh, they're basically just constant outfit repeaters for levels. So, you know, Green Hill mm. is, is, has been around for a long time and it's back again. Oh. Uh, Chemical Plant Zone, you know, you've been there before, <laughs> you've been there again. Welcome back, you're there again. Um, and Which is annoying because, like, you know, I would like to see some new stuff. I mm. feel like because Frontiers is kind of, not boasting, but kind of obviously going off the fact that it's gone in a different direction, but mm. then the actual level or zones themselves are feel still kind of same, same. It's like... Yeah, yeah, and I think the whole vibe is that, you know, they're tr- like this open world bit is very much different to Sonic, but then you've still got the excuse of like, oh, it's still like it used to be because you go to places that you used the to nostalgia go. Nostalgia kind of it. Correct, yeah. yeah, which I think is fine, but it's, yeah, it's an interesting game. Are you game. ready to move on from the other stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's go. what it sounds like. You're yeah, like, nah, let's go. But yeah, I'll have more opinions, you know, well, my review will be up soon, yeah. and keep, um, keep an I guess you can have well. a look at that yeah. when, um, when I get there and see what I think about it overall, but it's decent. It's got good ideas, and I feel like, it, you know, the next game might be something great, which, you know, Sonic fans can't say that they've had for a long time. I want to see you fishing. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, so, yeah. <laughs> the we'll the only it. thing I've seen might be, the might be my favourite game after that. Who knows? <laughs> that might <laughs> Got a war Ragnarok, put it in the bin. Yeah, Don't goodbye. Need <laughs> cool, so, uh, yeah, got... Um, I want to have a, chat, a bit of a chat about VR as well, because mm. we, uh, we had a couple of VR stories that I kind of found interesting, particularly the one about... Uh, about the Sword Art Online kill you VR headset. Um, so, like, i got to say, like, most of the stuff I've seen around this, it, it, it kind of looks parody-ish, but most places are kind of reporting it as a real, a thing. real thing. And I'm... Oh, really? I'm a li- well, no, 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 no. They're really? not... Re- like, the, the actual proper, ge- like, gaming outlets aren't, yeah. Yeah. aren't reporting... Like, they're, they're, they're reporting it as the guy who's made it is is reporting it and just like almost tongue-in-cheek if you read between the lines you realize that this is a stupid idea and nobody's ever going to buy something like this yeah um someone stole it from his office yeah i can i can i can kind of see that this is something that like today tonight would pick up and go oh look at this they're going to kill your kids look, playing video, video games, games are yeah. ruining lives but, again then um, they relate it to gta somehow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's not even related uh but um it's but a the, sword. Re- the reason that, that they've made this, so it's been made by Palmer Lucky, who, if you know that name, was involved with the Oculus in mm. its early days. So he was one of the creators of the original Oculus headsets for VR um, before it got bought out by Facebook and, or Meta now, whatever the, yep. hell, whatever the hell they're calling themselves these days. Um, but this particular one is, is more rela- it's, it's more an art piece from Sword Art Online. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but apparently it's... The, the game and story setting, because I think it's books as well, um, are basically everybody is in this VR environment, but if you die in the game, then you die in yep. real life. Yep. And so that's pretty much what this is. It's it's mm. kind of more an art piece than than anything else, just in case anybody was confused. Well, yeah, I think it's it's got like a, you know, the image that we're seeing is, um, you know, it's got, um, I, I, I believe it's Kirito's sword. Um, I have seen the Sword Art Online anime, so but it, ha- it has been a long while since <laughs> I have, uh, so I don't really remember much. Um, but yeah, it's 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 got the sword there, so it's you know heavily implied that it's obviously a, a Sword Art Online sort of spin on, of a headset that would you know kill you when you do die in mm. in game. Uh, Arion's asking what color the sword is. It's a black one. Black one with grey edging. I believe it is Kirito's sword, but I might be wrong. <laughs> Don't but kill me, anime fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this this is where he doesn't want you to add him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, or if I'm right, yeah. uh, I mean, he's told he's told us what the sword is, um, mm. but w- we still don't know. <laughs> Elucidator? I mean, 
I don't know anything about sword art. It's Kira Toes. I'm right. I'm right. Let's go. You've redeemed yourself. I knew it. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. You survive another week in Gavin. Oh, good. But like, because I I do find VR a very interesting medium because I've got a Rift 2 headset at home, but. Mm. And, and I kind of really want to get one of the meta quests because I feel like not having the cable and having a lighter headset, it just would make it nice, a yeah. lot nicer. Because like, I find I play for a couple of hours and then I have to take off the Rift S because it's just, it's heavy and I'm sweating and it, I just yeah. Yeah, can't, yeah. can't I, do it. A friend of mine actually let me, um, or I should say lent my sister the quest um, mm. for her to play over the holidays. It was mainly for Beat Saber mainly. Mm. But it's so good, like, for the fact that it's so light and, like you said, it's very, like, you can, you can use it anywhere and stuff because mm. we have um, and have had for a few years and I'm yet to take it back out again, HTC Vive, but that was mm. another thing. Got heavy, so many cables, all that stuff, but the quest did, is just so nice. Did the Vive need the stations yes. on the outside? Yeah, yeah so I'm, I had I'm to prop them up in my, my rental without having to damage yeah. the wall. Because that, that's one thing I loved about the Rift S was because it had the internal sensors. So yeah, like right. You, could, you marked, I forget what it was called, but you marked like an area on the ground and if you went too close to it, it would like flash red and tell oh. you, you don't, don't yeah. go there. And it didn't need the external sensors. Yeah. Um, but like one other platform that's recently announced VR stuff is, the, is Sony. So the mm. PlayStation VR 2 has been announced and... Um, Whew, she's a little bit expensive. <laughs> she's a little pricey. Just, um, just just a little bit. Just before you go into how much of this, for mm. comparison's sake, because I also had someone lend me their PlayStation VR to me when I attempted Resident Evil 7 in VR. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think when they got it, it was somewhere around like the $450 mark, yeah. I want to say, like ar- yeah. around there roughly, which I think for a console VR, especially for people who don't have – a really like decked out PC rig and stuff mm. to be able to run the more demanding VR systems that are around over. I have to say, I was pretty shocked when I saw how much this new one was, but I'll mm. let you, I'll let you guys talk a bit more about it. Mm. Yeah. And just as well for, for comparison, I bought my Rift S headset a couple of years ago. It was about 600 bucks. Um, oh, 600 isn't actually too bad. Either. Yeah. And, but the, just to get the headset itself comes with the headset um, the sense controllers and headphones, eight hundred and seventy nine ninety five. Right, that is ridiculous. That that's like a, that's the price of a console. That's more than a console. Yeah, is, what, what, it's what's eight hundred dollars for a PlayStation Five now? Correct. Yeah. 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 So the, and that that's a ridiculous the disc drive one. Yeah. yeah that, sorry, the disc drive one. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's a ridiculous price, and I can't see how, like, you can justify that. Like it, it's, it's a ridiculous um, a price to to like I, you know I just w- I want to check what the meta quests are just to well, see what the up to date ones. Because kind of going back to what I was saying before, like for you know families who have a console and wanted to try that VR experience with the first one, mm. at least it wasn't costing them more than the console was, arguably in some respect. Like it was still, and I would say, in a, re- a reasonable price for a console VR. But now, you know, you're almost paying not quite comparatively the same price as a Vive. Obviously, a Vive's more expensive. But this is this is a lot. And, I, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I feel a little bit icky thinking about it. Yeah. And especially when you consider, like, I can't imagine there's that many games out there on on PlayStation 5. Did you, sorry, um, Dylan, play much of the PlayStation VR at all, like, on your PlayStations at all? Yes, or? I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm very much a PlayStation person. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to put that out there. I, yeah. I, I guess yeah. as much. It's, it's what I play on most. I mean, I play PlayStation, I play on PC, and I play my Xbox games mm. on PC, and I have a Switch, so I've got everything. But yeah. I tend to play primarily on P- on PS5 and PC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did have a VR similar to uh, PSVR, similar to you. I tried someone's at work. Uh, they lent it to me. I played it for like a week, and I was like, I don't mind it, but I'll get one when it gets a bit cheaper. And I yeah. think I got mine for like... 350 in a bundle oh, which, which came with you know like four or five games so i think you've got like everybody's golf vr which is something i actually oh. wanted to play is it one of those mega packs yeah yeah seen? one of the mega packs yeah, so like retailers would sell it with like four or five different games i think it was five games and you get like playstation vr worlds mm. uh, everybody's golf vr i think blood and truth might have been part of that as well yeah yeah um so you get some good stuff on there right um and yeah like it's it's a, an enjoyable system to use it's it's very much um not 
as feature deep as the others mm. um, because you are wired in. It is very comfortable though. Like yeah. it, it, that's one perk for it. I thought that too. Um, so yeah, like it is, it, it was a good headset, but again, it's something that it's, it's arguably t- too much of a pain to the point where you almost don't want to use it. Yeah, um, I agree. And when I moved to house a year ago, I've, I put it away and I was like, oh, I'll get back to you at some point and I haven't. And I guess with the with the P, uh, the PS uh, VR two, I think there's, you know, I was expecting it. You know, I've I've got money set aside for one mm. originally because I was like, oh, that'd be six hundred dollars. And seeing it at the price it's at, it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to get it day one now. Yeah. Um, and I guess the other downsides for it, which is something if you read a bit further into these, you know, the announcement of the PS VR two and such as well, is that it's not backwards compatible mm. with PS VR games. Oh, come on. So really? It, yeah. So if you want to play those games, you want to play Iron Man VR on PS, PS4. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Resident Evil 7? Forget uh, it. Forget it. Yeah, exactly. You can't. Um, and I mean, like, you know, there's going to be stuff for it. They announced mm. stuff for it. I can't remember that all the stuff. That must be really so. cross, actually. Yeah. You would imagine, because you could play all your PS4, well, yeah. pretty much 99% of your PS4 games on the 5, oh, except all your VR stuff, which Correct. you had to fork out an extra, like, arm and a leg for, for your first PS VR system. Like, I think that's Correct. a little bit rubbish. Yeah. And it's, and it's annoying because... You know, those games might have benefited performance-wise from the newer headset. Mm. Um, you know, the the fact that the headset was going to be, you know, a little bit easier to use potentially, you know, would also be a benefit. And again, you know, 900 bucks or whatever, how much it is, it's also still wired. So, still you know, wired it, as well. Still wired, I believe, yeah. You might have to double-check, but I'm 99% sure it's still wired, um, which again is... It's not ideal. When, at all. when so so I, I did a quick Google for MetaQuest two prices and um, I'm se- the cheapest I'm seeing for it is on Amazon Australia for six hundred and thirty bucks, but also Kogan's website has it at eight hundred dollars. So mm. yeah, might yeah. be the 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 size of the the hard drive in it or the yeah. SSD or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. but but even still, like the the Quest. The Quest you can still connect via cable to your computer, so you can use your own, your graphics yeah. card on your computer. Yeah. But the advantage of the the Quest is that it it doesn't need that; mm. it can do it all in house. But and and you get access to all the the VR games out there. Like it it doesn't have to be on the the Oculus Store. Like if yeah. if there's a game on Steam that runs on VR, it will it will it'll work on the Quest, mm. and and it just. It sounds it like you get more bang for your buck if you get a Quest oh, rather than a PSVR and, 2, and to be honest. Correct, yeah. What, um, I think I saw Gamey Game Face put in, in the chat, like PS5 plus headset, $1,600. Yeah. And I've got a, mm. I've got a, um, a G, uh, RT, sorry, RTX 2060 in my computer that runs VR. Mm. You could pick up one of them cheap now. Mm. And you, you could probably, between getting one of those and getting a Meta, Meta Quest, you, you could... But do that less than a grand. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I'm just I'm having trouble seeing the value proposition in in getting a PSVR two, especially when it's not backwards compatible with other. Yeah, other and I think like from my perspective, I was excited. Like I said, I had money aside for one. I was excited mm-hmm. to get one, and it's just I've been knocked down a little bit by the announcements of yeah, it's you know I already knew it was still wired. I'm happy to let that go. And I think White Monkey in the chat there said it, he thinks it's just one USB-C cable running from the headset. I'm pretty sure that is correct. Mm. Which again is better than like the tendrils that ran off the other yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but like it's yeah, it's still not ideal. And again, like the fact that I have to if I want to play the PSVR games, which I still want to get get back to. There's a lot that I still want to get back to on the PS4. Like I need to dust off the uh, you know the older one, mm. and I don't have any other choice otherwise. Yeah, it's frustrating. No, does this the, is really rough. Does the PSVR work with PlayStation Five? Yeah, yes, so you it, um, yeah, you have to have an adapter, and I'm pretty sure every unit now comes with one in the box. Oh, that's yeah, um, I think for previous users of memory, because this is what my friend had to go through when I asked to borrow hers for the uh, Resident Evil Seven. I think if you had one already, I think you had to send your serial of your VR Correct, off to yeah. PlayStation, and then yep. it would send you the adapter, which is really great. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I did, and I got mine after a couple of weeks and plugged it in, and then like I said. It out. <laughs> I plugged yeah. it out, took it away, <laughs> like, forgot about it, and then yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I must have missed even my Rift S. It sits in the box. Mm. Although I will will admit, like I had something something went wrong with it, and the headset stopped detecting the controllers, so right. I I couldn't move my hands forward, up or down, or whatever. They yeah. would just be there. And Oculus support were really good. Like they they ended up replacing the cable because it turned out the cable was the problem, and they were going to replace the cable. 
um, they had trouble getting the cable, so in the end they just replaced the whole headset after about oh, a month or two yeah. of, of waiting. And, and every time I thought, oh, I should ask them about how that's going, I'd get an email from them saying, here you go, this, this is the update, sorry, we, we, we haven't got it just yet. And yep. so, um, yeah, I, I can definitely recommend Oculus support there. <laughs> in, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, recommending but everything but the PlayStation VR uh, 2 right now. Well, <laughs> if, I mean, if they want to send me one and a PlayStation 5 to go with it so <laughs> I can test it out, I'll be happy to do that for them. But, um, yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I guess, so. like, closing remarks is, like, you know, as someone that still wants one eventually, mm. like, I'll still get one one day when the prices drop down a little. Um, mm. I'm still excited to see what, it, what it's like. Um, mm. Again, moving away from the Move controllers, which were, like, you know, the ones with a little, like... Oh, little the dolls balls on, balls on, on yeah. the end, um, yeah. You know, you'd be playing around with those, but they were, like, literally PS3 mm. Uh, mm. stuff. Like, they remade them. They, like, they repurposed them and re-released them for the PSVR, but it was straight up just PS3 tech. Yeah. yeah. So it would be exciting to see what actual, uh, you know, motion controllers on the PlayStation are like. Yeah. Um, so I'm still excited, but, again, it's... I have been, you know... Not my, my hype has been knocked down a few pegs, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it for our show this week. Thanks, Grumpy, for coming along. No worries. Pleasure to have you. Yeah, great to have you. Um, Appreciate it. Don't forget, if you've got some spare cash, donate to our Movember, um, Movember, I've lost the word, campaign. That's the word. <laughs> um, yeah, donate to the Movember campaign. And don't forget as well, we're still um, still getting sign-ups for Three Little Pixels. So if you're interested in, in this brand new indie platform that's coming along, it's, it's going to be great. Um, it, it's... It, it, the, the tech behind it's being developed as we speak, and it's just it's it's going to change the way way we pay for vi- for video games in terms of indie. So definitely get behind it. Um, yeah, check check it out. Arion, thank you for the the gift sub to to Doom Cutie there, right on the desk now. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. See you guys.